Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Thursday the 9th of November. Today, I'm joined by Dimitrios Vasilakis, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Dimitrios. How are you doing today? Uh, thank you. I'm doing well. A bit exhausted. I had to, had to catch a flight quite early today, but other than that, I'm doing very well. Good stuff. Uh, international, yes. I mean, very, you know, international travel, you know, dur- <laughs> during the week. Um, you know, it's all, it's all very exciting. Jet set. So, you know, jet set lifestyle. I mean, I, I only ever, <laughs> I only, ever, only really stay in this country, really, you know, I, to, uh, you know, I, I aspire to, benefits. I aspire to your lifestyle. I aspire to your <laughs> lifestyle. Um, but, um, but anyway, um, right. So which, um, so, which uh, topic did you pick from today's Watson's Daily? Well, uh, Peter, I think the topic of today should be the video games and uh, Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start with a very brief introduction about my relationship with the video game. <laughs> this is uh, going to be interesting, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's, it's, it's not, it's, uh, I was just super excited to, to read about uh, <laughs> the upcoming uh, movie, that's why. Oh, yeah. Uh, as, as, as a kid, I used to play with the old um, Game Boy with a flip screen. Okay. And I had a PSP. So I often had the chance to, uh, but I still had the chance to try some Nintendo video games, as mm-hmm. most of my friends had the legendary Nintendo DS. Oh, yeah. So back uh, back in school at our breaks and school trips, my yeah. friends and I gathered together yeah. and uh, exchanged our handheld consoles. Excellent. So this is how I actually got familiarized with the Super Mario. Nostalgia. And, uh, the legend of Zelda. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, I felt a bit nostalgic when I yeah. read the um the, the news story yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah to be to, to, to be frank i don't remember much about zelda but mm-hmm. super mario i can assure you it left his mark on my childhood years <laughs> so <laughs> so did it did it, even, did it ever make you want to become a plumber uh no okay okay so so when the, so when the super mario movie got released i admit it brought back some some nice memories yep. from the old days mm-hmm. and there have been some really good reviews mm. about that movie uh, and uh, if if the if you remember it managed to break uh, the box office mm. records mm. Uh, the movie w- was uh, the most success had the most successful opening of all time mm. uh, f- for an animated film yeah so to move now to, to the business side of the, of the news mm-hmm. i think um, i think that sensational success of super mario bros movies uh, showed that the people want to to watch family movies uh, yeah. a general that became almost extinct the last decades. Mm. Uh, so I believe that in the post-pandemic era where people keep facing difficulties in their daily life, movies that would relax and entertain them yeah. uh, will certainly have a future. Mm. So it's a market worth investing in. And I think what's, uh, what Nintendo is doing is uh, pretty amazing. Mm. Uh, speaking of which, I believe that the legend of uh, Zelda movie will likely go um, equally well as um, as Mario Super Mario Bros, uh, I'm not sure if it breaks any records this time mm-hmm. again. But I know that the Legend of Zelda has a very large fan base. Yeah, and for those who love s- statistics, uh, I can tell them that the Legend of uh, Zelda is the second biggest franchise of mm. Nintendo. 
mm-hmm. and its latest game had had managed to sell more than 10 million copies mm-hmm. within just three days. Yeah. So um, overall, the the partnership of uh, Nintendo uh, with Sony is a is a positive development and a nice uh, strategic move mm-hmm. for 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 the benefit of both uh, businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all going, I, I believe, on they're heading on or they're heading towards the, the right direction yeah. uh, in that regard. So the only thing that I'm not sure about uh, is whether releasing one movie per year will do good because mm. I fe- fear that uh, people may get bored and at some point lose their interest in, uh, in watching uh, a, a movie inspired by game mm. every year. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, I think, I think, I think, Nintendo should, I don't know, keep keep it uh, keep the market a bit closed mm, uh, mm. and uh, not not expand aggressively. Yeah. Uh, but as and as uh, as you have very well pointed out uh, in your article, I believe that this this kind of movies will certainly boost mm. uh, the games of uh, of Nintendo mm. and will promote its its consoles uh, even further. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts from your side? Yeah, loads, loads. Uh, so I, I was just, as you were talking now, I was writing down, um, name, you know, how I think this we've come to this stage. Um, mm. So in the past, I have always thought that games to films have generally been disastrous. Mm. Um, I think the worst film I have ever seen in my life is a film called Street Fighter. Uh, and it had Jean-Claude Van Damme was playing an American soldier. Um, so, and we, and there, and uh, Kylie Minogue was playing, uh, I don't know, like, a, I think she was like a British, uh, in the British army or something, something. It was absolutely dire, that film. Mm. Um, mm. Then I think after that, we've seen other films. I mean, I can't remember all, all, you know, all of them, but I think things like Assassin's type films, like Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, yeah. you know, those yeah. kinds of films, again, not getting particularly great traction, I don't mm. think. Mm. However, more recently, I think that, I mean, <laughs> I have to say, I love these films. Angry Birds, um, I remember going to see that with my kids and I was thinking, oh God, this is just going to be so bad. And mm. actually hilarious. Um, you know, both of them. In fact, I think the second one is better than the first one. But the, mm. but um, yeah, Angry Birds, I thought Wreck-It Ralph as well was another one, which I think that actually that, re- I wonder whether any of the studios got um uh, inspiration from Wreck-It Ralph because Wreck-It Ralph was actually kind of about like a movie about you know like games your game yeah. characters that sort of thing um mm. and then you know and then uh, you know then now we've got um you know the I mean Barbie's not a game but um it's it's the thing is is that I suppose over the last 10 years or so in particular especially with the rise of all these mm. Marvel movies you've seen um you know sequels prequels different parts of the universe you know all Mm. because the thing is i guess from a move i don't know because i'm not a producer or anything but i I guess that when you're a producer you think i need to go for something that everyone's going to want to see you want to do something that is 
less risky as you want to take mm. out as much risk as possible so um that's why they've gone for all you know like marvel they know that let's say iron man is really popular they know spider-man's really popular so they just keep churning those out hmm. but i think what's interesting here is and is that you know nintendo so nintendo is an interesting company because in the past it's been very quite closed in terms of where it wants to go i think hmm. the founder was very much of a case of like right we make the games, we make the consoles that go on the games, and they don't go mm. anywhere else. We yeah. have our own walled garden, right? Yeah. But he died um, a few years ago, and the person that took over is was a bit more, okay, we don't need... Open-minded. Yeah, don't need yeah. to make all the consoles, because everyone for years was going, you've got to put your stuff on, you know, you've got to play Super Mario on, on your you know, on your mobile phone, you'll make loads mm. of money. And, you know, you saw, what was that? Uh, um, Pokemon Go, for instance. I mean, you know, exactly. people people yeah. saw the, 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 the success of Pokemon Go mm. and there was loads of pressure on Nintendo, like, do the same thing. Do the mm. same thing. You've got all these characters that everyone knows and everyone mm. likes to play. Do that, yeah. do that. And it was like they, they resisted, resisted. Anyway, they do now... Um, you know, you can play these games on things other than a Nintendo console, which is good, and that has helped them. Um, and I think that actually, it could be quite interesting this releasing a, a, a movie a year because they have such a massive back catalogue of mm. famous characters, famous franchises that I yeah. think it is actually possible to do. Um, mm. And and I think that they will sell. Um, they will sell games on the back of it. I mean, it's a bit like, I, I mean, maybe I'm weird here, but I mean, I I find if I watch sport, the problem with me is if I watch sport, I, I don't, I, I like watching sport, but for me, yeah. the downside is it makes me want to do it. I would rather do the sport than watch mm. the sport. And it, I, I want to get out of my chair and do, you know, like I watch rugby or something. I want to go on there and I want to do it myself. Um, mm. And it's it's very difficult. And 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 I but I think similarly with this, you see these movies, especially if you're, you know, I, I'm not a gamer. I have to say, I'm not a gamer. Um, the reason is is because I did a lot at one point in a very short space of time, and I thought I don't want to go down this road because I know yeah. that I'm going to get addicted to this, and I'm just going to spend my whole time doing it. So I better not do it at all. So I just cut the whole lot. Um, mm. So, um, but I think, you know, if you are a gamer, you know, you see it and oh yeah, mm. that's quite funny, except whatever. Yeah, yeah. It makes you think about it again and you are more likely to go and buy it. Mm. So, and I also think as well these days, so again, this is obviously I'm an old man, the, you know, the back in the day, you know, the, the games um, would, yeah, the, the games and the there's a big difference between the games and the film, you know, or you know, mm. the, the whatever, because of the graphics and all that kind of thing. But these days, it's so much. They're much closer, and the gameplay is much closer. And so, mm. I think that from that point of view, more realistic. Yeah, it has become more yeah. more realistic. Yeah, yeah, you know, like the movement of the characters, the way they look, the way they interact, you know, yeah. all of this kind of stuff. And and it's only going to get better. I mean, with you know, the advent of AI and all that kind of stuff, you include that in it as well to get more uh, realistic interactions between characters. 
it'll be great. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think this is a, a good idea. Um, Nintendo, I don't think many, I don't think many can pull this off, but because Nintendo has such a big back catalog and it's got that nostalgia thing as well, because that's the other mm. thing I find as a parent is that yeah. these days I will go to watch these things because I know that actually, um, God, I sound, I'm not a film critic either, but you can, there's so many levels to these things. It used to be when you go to a kid's film, you think, oh God, you know, this is so, this is going to be dire and I'm going to sit here in the dark for two, you know, uh, hour and a half or something, just wishing I was somewhere else. But a lot of these things now, you can go and they are uh, designed and scripted to appeal to all yeah. all generations because they'll have these little, you yeah, know, so these good. little things and then you think, oh, yeah, that's quite clever, you know, that's quite mm. funny. And I think the same can... There's so much you can do here. So I think it's a really good idea. It's great for them in terms of extra revenue, but it also feeds the fire of the set game sales and console sales. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with you, uh, Peter. I believe Nintendo should keep building on its reputation and uh, keep creating films uh, mm -hmm. inspired by, by its characters. And uh, one last point that I would like to highlight, I think you, you mentioned it um, a couple of minutes uh, before, is that mm. uh, actually this, this kind of films mm. that are uh, family friendly can mm. also be used to, uh, as, as, a nice, as a nice means to communicate mm. some social messages, uh, which I think is important in our age. And mm. we have seen it. Uh, we have seen that in uh, in, in the, the recent Barbie movie. Mm. Uh, although it's it's not a game, it's a it's, it's a toy. But still, they they somehow used Barbie uh, in a way to to inspire uh, younger generation and direct them mm. um, to 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 get to to show them the, the right uh, direction. Mm. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm I'm absolutely big fan of what uh, Nintendo is doing, mm. and uh, it remains to be seen how successful this uh, new yeah. Zelda movie would be. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the expectations will be high. You know, it's yeah, set the bar high definitely. now. So, yeah. I guess in a way, the risk is that it won't quite perform as well. Um, yeah. But the, the I think, but countering to that, you know, there's always the movie for the next year. You know, so mm. I think yeah. I think it's okay. I think it'll be okay. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I will move forward to um, the story I picked out today, um, and that is all about ESG. Um, so this is from the Financial Times, um, and it's a story that talks about how the UK government is going to go ahead with plans to regulate agencies that um, decide ESG ratings. So basically, mm. what these what these places do, they, they decide whether a, a company is kind of ESG compliance or not, um, or, you know, to what degree, you know, they, they have a, a, a system, they have different systems. And the problem has been, one of the problems has been that um, actually everyone seems to do it differently. And ESG has been a really big story for the past four year four or five years maybe i would say um mm. at the very least i mean every now and again so again in during during the course of my career i have seen it you know really i've seen uh, uh, you know lots of interest and then nothing yes. and then lots mm. of interest and then nothing and mm. you know it has been given different names in the past like um you know when i when i started in my career it was often referred to as uh, sri socially responsible investing 
Um, mm. And, you know, there was a lot of that going on. And I, I remember at the time, you know, a lot of my friends um, were fund managers um, and they were all saying at the time, they said, look, it's a bit of a con um, because if you, you know, if you're running SRI money, if you really want a stock in your portfolio badly enough, mm. you can somehow bend the rules and get it in there. Um, but, you know, you have to bend the rules. And so in a way, it wasn't really environmentally friendly, particularly. Mm. Anyway, yeah. over the, I'd say over the last, you know, over the last, say, four or five years, um, I think there's been a, a real kind of move um, to ESG. By the way, one of the reasons, and I may be completely wrong here, but I think one of the reasons why ESG has become a big thing is not only because there's been demand for it, but I also think that there are a lot of active fund managers out there who are very worried about the automation of um, investments, and they're looking oh. to keep they're looking to keep their jobs by doing something that they feel needs human um, decision making. Judgment, decision yeah. Making, yeah. Because you know, I, again, a lot of also um, some ex of my ex clients, for instance, you know, they were active fund managers, so they made. So I would give them the advice and they would, you know, act uh, on that advice or not. Um, and, uh, you know, they were they were the humans that made the decision to buy or sell. Um, yeah. But, you know, over time, um, a lot of funds have then withdrawn their money from them. And they've gone, they say they've gone indexed, which means that they become part of an algorithm or something. So there's no, there's no real, real human. There might be a human overseeing the whole thing, but not like the, you know, the, the Japanese portfolio or something. So yeah. I think that a lot of um, fund managers are seeing where that was going and they thought, oh, um, you know, maybe ESG is the place to be because, you know, that's more complicated or maybe I'll be able to do that. So I, I, like I said, I don't think you'll hear this. is just an opinion. I do think that although the demand has increased for it, I think that the supply has increased as well because the active fund managers who want to stay and understandably earn loads of money being a fund manager, they have moved in that direction as well. Over that time, I think that um, you've had, uh, uh, you know, uh, lots, lots of, I presume everyone's thought, well, it's hot, ESG's hot, right, let's have an ESG fund. Um, let's think about how we're going to, you know, how we're going to structure it and how we, how green it's got to be. You know, let's just get the fund first. And then anyway, over time, mm. lots of these funds have popped up. And then I guess in the last year or two, um, there's been a lot of questioning as to actually how are they made up and are they really that, you know, compliant with, with, um say bit of the better good of the planet or and or the population and so there have been accusations of greenwash this we're calling it greenwashing yeah um, exactly so there's been a lot of that going on um and this has then resulted in the increased need because there's so much of it around now the increased need to decide how what constitutes an ESG investment and so these um, agencies that decide the ratings they haven't really been regulated so mm -hmm. the idea is is to try is that what the government's trying to do is it's trying to have a set of guidelines or rules or whatever so that at least 
it levels the playing field and people can make investors can maybe compare um, different funds or with using something that is actually concrete. Um, yeah. But I don't uh, know but, what you think. But I, I don't believe, I don't believe that we should treat uh, this, um, this move as, uh, as the panacea in, um, mm. uh, in the industry, because, yeah. uh, because as you said, there, there are many different definitions and mm. uh, unless the, they, they come together and they decide to give one clear definition uh, about them, then uh, the, 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 the investors cannot really uh, mm. apply the same criteria this, and so consider the same factors mm. uh, worldwide. Mm. So I, I agree that it's a, it's, it's a, nice, a nice step, a good mm. first step for the United Kingdom mm. uh, to, uh, to regulate uh, the agencies. And um, uh, try to um, to set some set out some some guidelines that mm. agencies should should, um, uh, should follow. But uh, but yeah, I mean, w- w- I'm not uh, I'm not I don't want to be overconfident or over over. Um, I'm I'm a bit pessimistic that this is just one little one small step forward. Mm. Uh, so there there are many other things that. Um, um, many uh, m- many steps that need to be taken um, mm. worldwide yeah. and uh, collectively. Definitely. I mean, just to expand on your point there, I do think that, um, you know, the problem is, is that at the moment, so the UK is doing it, great, but also the EU is doing it as well. They're trying to come up with something. And I, sus- I presume that the America is trying to do the same thing as well. The problem is, is that if we all do different, um, d- have different rules, hmm. what is what I think will happen is um, the jurisdiction with the with the most relaxed rules is going to get see all the money flow towards mm-hmm. them because the, that's where the ones with the loosest rules means that the in uh, the fund managers who make the decisions have the most leeway. You know, because yeah. that's the thing. If you can only the the you know one of the, I think one of the reasons why ESG has done so well over the last few years is because you can only pick from a relatively narrow selection of stocks, and yeah. so the more money that goes into ESG, the more the same stocks get bought because they're an ESG stock, which means that they all go up. Um, you know, for no are not necessarily being particularly great it's just that the more money goes into esg the more you know you start up a fund you have the issue you think right well i've got to buy you know a hundred stocks well i'll buy these off this list um and and that's that you know and that's fine as long as things going well and everyone believes in esg but once people stop believing in it then they all go down as well um so so anyway yeah so i think that um ultimately the danger is is that pe- that different jurisdictions have different rules, and therefore the money will go to the what to the jurisdiction which gives fu- uh, fund managers the most leeway. And um, if that happens, it's kind of we're at b- back at square one again. So I mean, in a way, I think that they need to have some kind of UN of ESG, if you see what I mean. You know, like everyone agrees. But whether or not that happens, I don't know. At least this is a good step. It will be debated. And we'll see what happens. But yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. So there we go. Um, so anyway, I will just, I'll better, well, I think we're finished there. Uh, I'll just say um, uh, that um, there I am doing with 
um, with Jake Sugar of the Commercial Law Academy. Um, I'm going to do a um, commercial, commercial awareness boot camp, not this Saturday, but the one following. Um, and it is very good value. It's a few hours. So it's, it's um, you know, it's Jake Sugar, and uh, but then I will be doing a commercial awareness um, part to it, where I will show you, you know, how to improve it, um, and how to, um, you know, yeah, what it is, how to improve it, how to keep it improving it um, on a, on an ongoing basis, what to look out for, what I look out for when I'm um, reading stuff on a daily basis. Um, so, you know, uh, please uh, register for that um, because it is, you know, it will be good. We've done this will be the third time we've done it, I think. So. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, if 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 that's your thing and you want more help, um, definitely come along to that. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you very much indeed, Dimitrios, um, for your thoughts today. Um, so and uh, and uh, trip down memory lane. <laughs> and uh thank you very much for listeners for listening um we'll be back again soon thank you very much for your time um whatever you're doing and we'll be back again soon anyway thank you bye Bye. bye